0: Da da dum 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 As luck would have it, this is yet another episode of Thanks for Participating. Welcome back, listeners. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm joined today by a special guest, uh, someone that's actually guesting this time, my wife, Sydney, who is not with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is a special episode brought to you by Long Distance.
0: Brought to you by High Speed Internet.
1: (laughs) And Skype.
0: We have experience podcasting remotely, but it's usually me and you together in the same room and then someone else joining in via video conference. But this time you are about 50 miles away.
1: Yeah, I uh, went up to visit my parents and I missed the last train to go back down to my house. So now I'm here and we're doing this over Zoom.
0: It's a good thing that we do have experience doing this over video though so that this was still an option uh, and we could accommodate the emergency circumstances but yes how that's true how are the animals doing up there so good I'm jealous because you yes. have all of the cuddly animals and I'm stuck with a fish that I'm not allowed to touch
1: yeah but he is so excited to see you
0: that's true so Sid's family funded my birthday present this year and I got a uh, blue and yellow betta fish and I named him Carmine after Carmine Falcone from Batman universe. Uh, but it's funny because Carmine is actually uh, a hue, a dye from carminic acid, which is like a bright red, but this fish is a bright blue. Anyway, it's funny, but it, he's uh yeah, he's gets so hyper and excited to see me when I walk in the room because he's a little hungry slut. <laughs> he thinks I'm going <laughs> to feed him his uh, worms. But
1: Yeah. And my parents straight up own a zoo. So, uh, you know, I've just been chilling with all of them. When I, when I got up here, they have a dog named Rosie. She's a blue healer. And my dad picked me up from the train station. And as I got out of the car, she ran full speed into me. Like, did not even, like, stop. Just, like, barreled right in. <laughs> to me. <laughs> um almost knocked me over there, but she was really excited to see me. And so was the other dog Sage, and then they have a little kitten. Well, I guess he's not a little kitten anymore. I fostered him and my parents I fostered like his mom and his litter and my parents ended up adopting him and his brother um afterwards and he has been Uh, lap cat all night so
0: do you want to talk about some of the other news as far as developments go for our audience
1: yeah so i'm in a band and uh we've had the opportunity to go into a recording studio the last couple of weeks and um i guess not the last couple weeks it was a couple weeks ago um, we went in for a few days, and we've been working on our single that's going to come out in a couple of months, and we finished it up. It sounds so good. Um, our producer, who we've been working with, he's incredible. Um, he actually produced all of my dad's records back in the day when my dad was still in a band. And But not just um, your dad,
0: right? Like uh, David Archuleta, The Killers, The National Parks...
1: Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure, yeah, he works with all of them, at least, like, the studio, um, works with, or the studio, at least they work with the studio, and he's the best producer there, um, but, yeah, the Lower Lights, um, for those of you who know who they are, um, just, yeah, anyone who's, anyone in the music scene in Utah goes there, because they're the best studio in the state, so, um, Yeah, that was really exciting and really fun. Um, And it turned out incredible. I'm so excited to release it and to share it with everyone because I think we really created an amazing uh, piece of music that I'm just so excited to share.
0: I'm really excited. You told me yesterday that you guys are going to do a music video and I had no idea that that was going to be a part of it. And so that's really exciting. And that's also going to be in the works soon.
1: Yes, that is something that we're working on as part of our release. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of money on production, so uh, we want to make the most of it. So we've got a whole plan um, that we're working out as far as... Oh, gosh. Sorry. we got a whole plan we're working out as far as marketing. So.
0: Okay, here's a question. Will your band let us put like play the song on the podcast?
1: I don't know. I'd have to talk to everyone.
0: Like on the like release or like at least like a snippet of it and be like, that was a sneak peek at their single, go listen to the rest of it, like now on Spotify or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'd be cool with that, but I'd have to talk to them.
0: Nice. Um, I'm just so excited. I feel like you guys are going to make it big with this song because it's so good.
1: I mean, making it big is not just about talent. It's also about luck. So.
0: And, uh, the marketing, like hitting the, you got to go viral.
1: Yeah. It's three things. It's talent, luck, and hard work. And we've got two of the three, I think. So.
0: Well, I mean, you guys did go, your TikTok went viral. Your band TikTok account. That's true. All right. Um. I also did want to mention uh, to our listeners who might be, be long-time or new listeners of this podcast that enjoy listening to the two of us. Don't want to give away too much right now, but Sydney and I are going to be starting a second podcast in the very near future.
1: Yes, we have something else in the works that we are... very excited about so stay tuned for that
0: it's on brand uh for the two of us where we're introducing each other to things and experiencing things for the first time and uh so it's along the same lines but it's it's a lot more uh niche and focused whereas on this podcast we discuss everything from Uh, places that we go things that we see things that we do movies tv shows hobbies music all sorts of stuff this other one will be one kind of directed topic from beginning to end and i'm really excited i'm also super nervous but i know sid is really excited to to get into it it's like kind of her baby project and i'm just like along for the ride
1: yeah it's definitely up my alley so uh it's something that started out as a TikTok series, and it was something I wanted to evolve, like talk about a little bit more than just like a three-minute video, so I'm really excited about this one.
0: All right, well, why don't we jump into our uh, topic for today, then?
1: Yes, and this is another thing that I was really excited about, because I have been trying to get Josh to watch this movie with me since we basically got married. Like, this is one of my favorite movies. I grew up watching it. It's such a good quality movie. And I knew that it would just be right up Josh's alley and he would love it.
0: You know, I feel like this is the third like episode in a row where it's been you introducing me to something where that's what you said. You're like, I've been trying to get Josh to do this with me for the longest time.
1: It's true, babe. There's a lot of stuff that I've been trying to get you to do for a while. It
0: makes it seem like... I just never want to do any of the things that you want to do.
1: Well, if the shoe fits.
0: But it, it doesn't fit. It's, I feel mean, like that's misleading. <laughs> I It's I feel like we have a very cooperative relationship. And we do we do enjoy a lot of the same things and there is a lot of like give and take where I'm I, I'm very much willing to do the, the things that you want to do. But it's just that we have, like, a huge list of things, especially for the podcast, that we want to introduce each other to. We've been doing it two years and we still haven't even, like, made a dent in the list.
1: That's true. But the list also keeps getting longer.
0: Yeah. This is, like, it's interesting uh, because when we started the podcast, or before we started the podcast, we were, like, uh, trying to come up with an idea because we knew we wanted to do a podcast together because we thought it would be so fun. And I think the the hardest part was just like trying to think of what the podcast would be about. And I think we wanted to, like our previous best idea was watching watching a show that neither of us had seen before, like Avatar The Last Airbender, and then just going episode by episode. But when it's something like that, you have kind of the podcast episode security where you know you can do at least as many episodes as there are episodes of the show, or the, you know, the show that you're watching. But then after that, it's just kind of like, well, now what? You just, like, stop it and start a new podcast. And so we kind of were thinking of that. We thought it would be really hard to do a more uncertain, generic, uh, freeform podcast like this, because it would be hard to come up with episodes week by week. But I feel like we've, like, we have way more episode episodes. ideas and it could go on for a lot longer than one of those like, uh, rewatch review episodes or podcasts, you know?
1: Yeah. We have ideas coming out our ears, honestly. (laughs) Well, I am super excited to talk about a league of their own. All right. Classic. Great. Hilarious movie.
0: What are your, uh, just what's your right off the bat? What do you want to say about this movie?
1: Okay. I love baseball. And I love watching baseball, and so a movie about baseball is like something that I'm like super interested in. But not only that, a movie about women playing baseball, and then throw in Tom Hanks and Gina Davis, and yeah, it just it ticks all the boxes for me, and it's so good.
0: I I did want to say this. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but I did not. I I would not have known that Madonna was in this movie. Had we not watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story the day before and you told me (laughs) like, so Madonna is like the major love interest in the Al Yankovic parody biopic. Al Yankovic parody biopic. Did I say that right? I feel like that's, I'm like slurring my words. Um, So Madonna is a major part of the movie and you were telling me because we we're planning on watching A League of Their Own the next night, and you're telling me Madonna's in A League of Their Own. And I thought you meant the actress that's playing Madonna, but you meant the actual Madonna is playing the actress yeah. in the movie. But had you not yeah, told me she... that, I would not have known that that was Madonna.
1: Yeah, she plays all the way May.
0: She was hilarious. That she character was. She was, was so funny.
1: <laughs> she was really good. Um, I mean, they all were. There's a lot of, like... Uh, there's a lot of people in that, like uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Um, now I'm blanking. I said there's a lot of people in there, and now I'm blinking. Uh, that one actress from Monk who played Sharona, she's in it. Not that you would know who that is, but...
0: The one guy that worked for the the team, It wasn't the team manager, because Tom Hanks was the manager, right? Right. But maybe it was like the stadium, or maybe he's like the league representative or whatever. But he was, he looks super familiar the whole time. And I think I'm just going to look it up to make sure uh, I know or I'm, I'm talking about it correctly. Let's see. Uh, okay. So the person I'm thinking of is David Strathern. Strathern? I don't know how to say his name. Okay. I'm looking up the movies that he's in and I'm not seeing uh, anything that I recognize. I mean, he was in Lincoln 2012. I saw that, but I don't remember him in it. Um. Okay. I don't think he was who I thought he was. He looked super familiar. I thought that he w- looked like the guy who was the scumbag uh, lawyer uh, in Jurassic Park that gets uh, eaten by the T-Rex while he's sitting on the toilet. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's him.
0: Oh, that's Martin Ferrero. Anyway, they do kind of look similar. Oh my gosh. I just looked up. I just Googled Martin Ferrero and one of the first... Uh, pictures. Let me show you on the, the zoom. It's David Straithern and Martin Ferrero are doppelgangers.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, they totally are.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. So that
1: was that was like the league guy who was in charge of like running the women's league and like in charge of marketing it and stuff.
0: But he still had like the boss, right?
1: Yeah. Or was the, the, boss, was... the
0: boss was was he just like the baseball overall guy?
1: Yeah, so he was in charge of marketing the women's league, and then he had the boss who was like the candy king, and that guy, um, that guy was the one who like was the owner of it, who like bought, who like you know paid all the money for the baseball league.
0: I was assuming he was like that. Bot, big boss guy was kind was like in the MLB, and he was while the the men were off in the war, he like diverted funds to. Like, create the Women's League or something like that. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Okay. I'm surprised because you... When was the first time that you watched this movie?
1: Probably junior high.
0: Okay. Um, That's later than I thought because you said, like, you grew up on the movie, so I was thinking you watched it when you were younger, but...
1: I think, like, maybe, like, sixth grade and then, like, I just watched it a lot.
0: I'm just surprised, like, knowing your mom that she would have let you watch this just because there were surprising amount of uh adult oriented jokes.
1: Okay, the thing about my mom is that like dad will like be like, Oh yeah, like here's a great movie for you to watch and mom will be like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Like it was a lot of fun but then mom forgets all the parts that like she wouldn't want her children to watch because she watched it before she had kids and so she forgets Oh. <laughs> like those parts that she would be embarrassed for the kids to watch. And so then she lets Dad show us the movie and she doesn't really pay attention because she's like doing her own thing. nice, yeah.
0: um I think my favorite joke from the movie was um Shirley uh, didn't know how to read. so the team was trying okay. to like teach her how to read. <laughs> and on the at the back of the bus, all the way, May was helping her sound out the words to this book. And as she goes along, you realize that it's smut yeah
1: (laughs) and she's like reading a sex scene (laughs) yeah oh yeah that was good that was really funny
0: um are there i think this is the first movie i've ever seen that tom hanks was not like a lovable character
1: he was kind of lovable
0: yeah it was like he was very he's like the charming asshole you know yeah like Mm -hmm. uh like it, he wasn't like someone that you hated. Like, oh, who's the who's that one guy? Like the recruiter, like the the scout guy at the beginning of the movie. Oh, every yeah. word out of his mouth made me hate him more and more to the point where I almost like punched the TV.
1: Yeah, I was ready to hold you back there. <laughs> Man,
0: I was so angry. I was like, this guy is the worst. And every time he said anything, it just pissed me off so much. Um, but yeah, Tom Hanks was, he was like, I think it was like a well-written and definitely well-portrayed character that he was the kind of, he was like a tool, like self-centered egocentric jerk, jerk yeah. but in like a likable way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he played it so well too.
0: Yeah. There were some of, some of the scenes where he was just like his reactionary type acting to something that someone else did or said was hilarious
1: yeah like the one scene where he's trying not to yell at the girl and he just is like Ugh! yeah <laughs> you can like see him dying in his face but then he like he's nice to her yeah and he's like trying and does a good job like holding back the yelling like i thought that was so
0: oh i think your so, internet just um, cut out again
1: movie-
0: Yeah, Sid so you're frozen nope.
1: Yeah, you're frozen for me, too. Okay. Okay, is it back now?
0: No. Well, I can hear you, but I can't... Your face is frozen.
1: I mean, if you can hear me, like, that's fine. Okay,
0: yeah, start that thought over again.
1: So, this movie was based off of an actual women's league. It ran from, like, 1941 or 2 to 1953. Um, So, it kind of ran for a while. It was supposed to replace the men who went off to war uh, to fight in World War II. And then it outlived the war for several years. Um, would have been cool if it went on longer, but...
0: Why did they eventually stop Stop it?
1: I guess it just wasn't a moneymaker. I don't really know.
0: That's so weird because they...
1: Maybe it has to do with the rise of softball, but...
0: Maybe. Um, that's also what I was going to ask. So, like, in the movie, I don't know how accurate the movie is to the actual events. But it makes it seem like, yeah, right off the bat, no one wants to come see women play baseball because it's a man's sport, obviously. But then by the end, that it's drawing in huge crowds um, and huge fan bases for the teams to the point where they they were originally going to just have it as a one year uh, league, but then they kept it on for ongoing uh, because of how successful it was. So it's like it seemed from just from the movie how the movie portrayed it that it was like a big deal by the end of the first season. And so I wonder, like, if it just, like, waned that people just, like, were like, well, it was fun being a feminist in the 40s, but by the time the 60s came around, they were like, oh, that was so 20 years ago, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, too, is that, like, you know, while the men were off at war, like, they really didn't have anything else to watch. But then when the men came back, like, you know, like, I'd like to consider myself a feminist, but, you know, I'd rather watch the Yankees than women probably
0: you heard it here first folks sid does not like women
1: hate them they're the worst
0: (laughs) so that's the, the other thing i wanted to ask though is where does softball fit into this was softball already a thing before this women's baseball league or is it strictly an after type deal or
1: you know i don't really know i like i was obsessed with this movie like Fifteen years ago, and that's when I like did all the research on the league and stuff. And uh...
0: so you're telling me you did zero preparation for this podcast. Yes. Wow. Thanks. It's a good thing that you're not here co-hosting with me; that you're just uh, guest starring.
1: All American Girls Professional League.
0: There we go. That sounds relevant.
1: That's what. Well, this is what the movie's based off of.
0: Well, yeah. I'm just saying, it sounds like you're looking it up right now.
1: I am, and the the teams that they had in the beginning like the racine uh bells and the rockford peaches were like what they were really based off of and you know that might be like part of their problem is that they are uh using towns such as racine and rockford for this uh for this league instead of like big cities you i'm know? not gonna
0: lie i don't even know where those cities are
1: um, I don't either, but there is a map showing Racine in southern Wisconsin and Rockford, like, in north Illinois. So there were four teams to start with. Um, the Kenosha Comet. And if you don't know where Kenosha is now, you probably have your head buried under a rock. But
0: <laughs> Totally. That's definitely not me.
1: After uh, Kyle What's-His-Face that, like, took a gun... He's from Kenosha.
0: Oh, I did not know that that was Kenosha. I also don't still don't know where that took place. Like in what I know he like took a weapon across state lines, which made it a federal crime, but I don't know which two States those were.
1: Okay. So Kenosha is like in Southern Wisconsin, like right on the line to uh, Illinois. And he went over into Illinois, I think. Okay. Um, But anyways, all of these, all of the towns, so they started with four and they ended up adding like a lot more teams.
0: So are they all in the Midwest?
1: Yeah, they're all kind of centered around Lake Michigan. I mean, like the farthest one out is like Minneapolis, but um, like the rest of them are really in that Lake Michigan area.
0: Is baseball a bigger deal in the Midwest or something like... Is I it mean, like Do they not have other sports there, or is it just that I they... I mean, they're
1: all kind of around, like, Chicago. And, like, Chicago has two baseball teams. So, kind of like the other big cities. Like, I just kind of wonder if that was, like, where... Like, kind of a good, happy medium, you know?
0: Yeah. I guess, like, if you're wanting to try to draw people from all over to come see, you'd pick somewhere that, like you could at least dream that people from the East coast would come and people from the West coast would come, but it seems like you could just like do better at like just picking, you'd probably get more people if you just put it in New York city and just have no people travel from out of state, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of interesting things that I'm seeing here. The first is that, sorry, sorry, what?
0: I was just going to say, I looked up, I was curious how the current distribution of um, baseball teams, Is and I looked up a map, and it still is like along the east coast, and then a ton in the Midwest.
1: Yeah, I wonder why that is. Detroit Tigers and um, like the two Chicago teams and the like St. Louis Cardinals and stuff. Like there are a lot over there. Minneapolis has a team too, the Twins.
0: Yeah, like the Royals, the Twins, the uh, White Sox, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Reds, and then a bunch that I don't recognize their logos. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, uh baseball fans.
1: I guess there's the Toronto Blue Jays, which like are in Canada, but they're still kind of in oh. that Midwest area.
0: The Brewers, the Tigers, the Indians.
1: Oh, the Indians are the uh the Warriors now? They've changed their name. I can't gotcha. remember what it is.
0: This is uh this map I'm looking at now doesn't have the um logos. It's just kind of like a regional map of like the fan bases. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry.
1: Oh yeah. So there were a couple of interesting things I was seeing on here. The first is that the first season that they played, it was like a hybrid of baseball and softball. So softball had nothing to do with the demise of the league. Okay. Um, and they did throw underhand that first season, um, as well as like some different sizes as to like the scale of the field. Um, And the peak attendance was actually during the 1948 season, which was after the war. Hmm. Um, Kind of in between that um, war period uh, between World War II and the Korean War. So that's kind of interesting. Um, And I think what really did it in was that they moved to a decentralized league administration, which put the responsibility on the individual teams to publicize and promote themselves. Um, and the local managers kind of lacked the expertise to keep it going. So that kind of seems what brought them down.
0: Yeah. It's dumb. They should have just made it like you have the MLB, the American league, the national league and the women's league.
1: That would have been cool,
0: and that the women like play in the World Series.
1: Yeah, would have been cool.
0: Oh, um, so were were the athletes that were being brought in on these teams were they already established softball athletes?
1: Um, it seems to be kind of like the way you see it in the movie, where um, scouts kind of went around and um, and brought people to Wrigley Field in Chicago to do like the tryouts. Um, like 200 women were invited to try out and about 60 were selected. So it kind of seems like um, like that was pretty accurate as far as the movie goes like where the tryouts were like on this big major field together. Um, one of the interesting things too is like the uh, so the the founder of the league is like this uh, chocolate bar tycoon in the movie and in real life. Wait, so when you said
0: when you called him the candy Phillip- man, it's because he actually does chocolate?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like that's how he has his money. I thought that's that was, how he has his money. I thought
0: that was just some like slang for like just a rich, dumb <laughs> like business executive. Like I had no idea it's because he actually did candy.
1: <laughs> I he thought- was the business executive <laughs> of like a chocolate bar company. I
0: had no idea I was just rolling along with it I was like oh yeah I've definitely heard of You know top wealthiest People in the country called the candy man You know
1: Oh my word (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay go on
1: Yeah so I was saying um, One of the founders of the league In real life was PK Wrigley Founder of Of like Wrigley's chewing gum fame so that's kind of a parallel to the movie, um, where it really was like a candy man.
0: Um, does Wrigley is that the same as like Wrigley Field?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, which is in Chicago. That's the
1: Cubs. Yeah. Gotcha. Pretty sure that's the Cubs. I just want to double check so I don't sound okay. like an idiot. And then I was
0: yeah, in it's my the Cubs. <laughs> in my head. Um, you're like Wrigley, and I was thinking. Oh, Wrigley, something, Barnum and Bailey, circus. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, that's Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Ringling is not the same as Wrigley. Anyway,
1: no, it is not. I think, like, there's a lot of parallels to the movie as far as, like, how things worked, but, like, the characters that do show up in the movie are fictional for the most part.
0: So, Gina Davis, um, her character, uh, her sister's name was Kit.
1: Dottie. Dottie. Henson.
0: So, she was not uh, an actual athlete?
1: I don't think so.
0: But you, so you said that, like, at the beginning of the movie, when they had um, uh, all of the old ladies at the reunion and they were playing baseball, you said those might have been, like, some of the actual athletes from the league.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are.
0: Just I was wondering in like your research that you were just doing, like have you saw anything that confirmed that?
1: Uh no, but I think I remember reading something about that. That's cool. A, a while ago. Yeah, it is really cool. That like like um not necessarily like the main actresses that are playing the aged uh baseball players, but just like at the beginning when they're playing that game and like old Dottie kind of like walks in and like sees them playing. I think the women who are like playing baseball and like, we kind of cut off the credits because the song was too cheesy for us. But like during the (laughs) credits, (laughs) during the credits, they, there is a game of baseball playing and I'm pretty sure those are like the actual women. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: So what is the, the uh, TV show? about we were going to try to watch that a little bit before we did the podcast too, but is it like just more from like that time period or is it like they restarted the league or?
1: I don't know. I didn't um I haven't really looked that much into it and I don't know much about it.
0: I saw a picture that someone maybe maybe it was a picture, but I think I saw on TikTok that I think um oh don't uh Jeez, what's his name? Okay, I just looked up the cast. Yeah, Nick Offerman is in it. Oh, is it Darcy Carden? Yeah. Um, they're the those two are the I think the only ones I recognize. But um, yeah. Anyway, I saw like that Nick Offerman is in it, and I thought that made me even more excited to uh try watching it.
1: Yeah, we'll have to check it out because there's a lot of uh good actors in it, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell comes back um and she was in the original so that's kind of cool
0: is Rose did Rosie O'Donnell voice Turk in Tarzan maybe is that and does she sing trash in the camp
1: maybe I can't remember the last time I've seen Tarzan
0: performed by Turk played by Rosie O'Donnell
1: yeah no well, there you go
0: like the
1: day
0: that one yeah. Okay. Um I think this is only the second movie that I've seen Gina Davis in. I think the first one was Beetlejuice, which I also hadn't seen before we got married.
1: Wait, really? Yeah. Oh babe, we should have done a podcast on that.
0: <laughs> I think we watched I think we watched it the first Halloween that we got married, and then we didn't start the podcast until the next that next month, November.
1: Oh man. That's a weird one.
0: Yeah. I also, also a good one. So I was asking one of the students that I was tutoring, uh, she was saying that she's really excited to go on her choir trip to New York this year and that they're going to go see Hades Town. And I was asking her what her favorite musicals are, and she said that her favorite musical is Beetlejuice. And I know that your sister Livy really likes the Beetlejuice musical also. And I'm just... I've never... I've seen the... Like, there's a lot of Beetlejuice musical content on TikTok of, like, the performers, like, filming things and stuff. And I just always mark, like, not interested or scroll past it because it just seems weird to me. But, like, all of a sudden hearing a lot of people say they were into it, I was wondering, like... Because she also said that it's nothing like the movie, which made me uh, kind of curious. If it's not about the movie, then what is it about?
1: Yeah, I don't know because I really liked the movie and I, like... I don't know, like I when I heard it was coming out, I was like, You've gotta be kidding me, like another dumb musical that's like based on a movie because there's a whole laundry list of them, right?
0: Yeah, that I know like, you do not like those style of Broadway shows.
1: No, I don't like um
0: Like there's a Back to the Future one that was just announced and you were I was like, That seems like that could be like really fun and you're just like Ugh, choke me.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Shrek, Elf, like none of those. I have like ever had any interest in seeing that um and beetlejuice was the same but i've heard some music from it and it's like not bad but also like i don't know how you adapt that i don't know how you would adapt that for the stage but i wouldn't want it to be too different from the movie because i like the movie you know
0: same with mean girls when i found out that there was a mean girls musical i was like what it does not even like it's yeah. not even a type of movie that seems like it would lend itself to the stage,
1: or like *Legally Blonde*. Although I've heard that one's really good, surprisingly. Um, yeah, still not like the ones that I'm like interested in seeing. Though they're probably the money makers for Broadway that fund the other ones.
0: Did you ever find out why your sister was asking us like "Gun to Your Head"? What's your favorite musical last night?
1: I think she was just curious as to what everyone's favorite musical was.
0: Oh. She's just like generally wanting to ask. It seems, I don't know. I'm always a little bit wary of anything that Livy says or does because it seems like there's always some sort of like behind the scenes or like ulterior motive or something, you know? <laughs> it seems like she's yeah, like, she, anytime that she like talks to me, it always seems like there's some sneaking going on.
1: She like, she told me, um, like she, everyone else's favorite musical. Gotcha. Um, yeah, she, like, had a list of them. Like, Dad's was the only one I remembered. His was Evita. And I remembered it because I was kind of like, oh, Evita. Like, not one that I would have chosen. What's Evita? Like, definitely a solid choice. I think it's another Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, musical, but it's about, um, like, the first lady of Argentina. Hmm. Like, have you ever heard the, don't cry for me, Argentina?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. Pretty sure Madonna actually starred in that.
0: No way. We brought it around full circle.
1: Yeah, I can't remember if she was in the movie version. I'm pretty sure she was the movie version, but yeah, not one that I would have thought of. But like, very solid choice.
0: What's McKay's favorite musical?
1: Um, you know that the answer is none.
0: <laughs> it has to be um, his favorite musical. Has to be H.R. Puff and Stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh! When we oh Mel's we... was
1: Mel's was wicked. Cool. I'm trying to remember what my mom's was
0: when we, uh, so we recorded that HR Puff and Stuff episode, and I could not get the Mechanical Boy song out of my head for oh at least six months. No joke. It's it's probably the well, most like neither could catchy I. earwormy song I've ever heard.
1: Uh, yeah, that one was stuck in my head for a while too.
0: I'm not even gonna sing it. I was gonna like when I brought up like. McKay's favorite is H. R. Puff and stuff, and then I was gonna like start singing the Mechanical Boy song, and I was like, no, because I won't be able to get it back out of my head for another six months.
1: Yeah, um, and now you've got it stuck in my head for another six months. So thank you for that.
0: How could? No, I didn't get it stuck in your head. I just said I wouldn't sing it for that exact reason. So if it's stuck in your head now, it's your own fault for thinking of the song.
1: Yeah, but you brought it up, so it's clearly your fault.
0: Um, I told you specifically not to think of it, though. I tried to save Doesn't-
1: you. Doesn't work that way. Oh my goodness! Doesn't work that way. You suck. Well, Josh, what were your thoughts of the movie?
0: Uh, I loved it. I love like I'm okay. So I'm not a huge like sports movie kind of person. There's only a few m- sports movies that I've seen that I've enjoyed. Like remember the remember the Titans. I liked like f- well, first off, I haven't seen a lot of them, and mainly because. I just, when I'm trying to think of a movie to see, I just, those never, okay, I'm trying to think of a way to see this. I just, I haven't seen a lot of sports movies and of the sports movies that I've seen, I haven't liked very many of them, but this one I felt like was very enjoyable in a surprising way and it was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more dramatic or like heart touching but it was like very very light-hearted and like i thought it was gonna be like a heavy hitting movie about like uh war and women and inequality and stuff like that but it was just very light-hearted and uh like it touched briefly on some of those things but
1: yeah like, I the, mean, there's still some moments but
0: like there i would probably like cracked up out loud laughing at least 20 times during the movie
1: yeah like that uh like there's no, cry- there's no crying in baseball. Like that is so quoted. <laughs> yeah. There's some moments of the serious themes though. Like, um, the moment where the guy comes in with the telegraph,
0: the telegram, the telegram for the-
1: you know, like the one that's like, Hey, your husband has died. Right. Um, that was like, that was a really heavy moment
0: or, and then the other moment when Dottie's husband comes home.
1: Yeah, which is like right after it because then she's like crying because it was almost her, you know?
0: Right. You thought like, uh, you thought it was going to be Dottie's husband because Dottie's husband was the only one that we had heard was in the war. And then Tom Hanks' character takes the telegram and kicks the messenger guy out and goes and he starts like walk, he like reads it and then he walks slowly across the locker room over to Dottie. And you think he's going to hand it to her, but then he hands it to the girl next to her.
1: Yeah. That telegram guy sucked, though. He's like very cavalier about he just, like. You would think that
0: if you were in charge of delivering the news that a loved one had died, that you would at least have some reverence and some tact. But he just walks in. He's like, i got a telegram. And then he looks at it. He's like, ah, oh, these are the worst ones. I hate to give away. <laughs> I hate to give these ones out. Like, at least they could, like, yeah. send
1: oh. someone and then official. He, like, loses, yeah, then he, like, loses the name, and he's like, oh, I can't find the name on here. Well, give me a second. And I was like, yeah, Tom Hanks, kick him out. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, someone's about to find out that, like, their loved one is gone. And you're just, like, sitting here like, oh, man, I hate these.
0: Um, Are there any other sports movies that you like?
1: Yeah. Um. I'm kind of a fan of sports movies. I like um, Forever Strong. That's the one with Hawkeye, right? With Hawkeye? With the Hawkeye. I don't know. Okay, I'm pretty sure Forever Strong's the one I'm thinking about. That's oh, wait. About the,
0: Is Forever the Strong Highland the Highland team? rugby team?
1: Lacrosse. Yeah, rugby team, yeah.
0: Okay, I haven't seen it, but I have heard of... I heard that there was a movie about the Highland-Utah rugby team.
1: Because we both... Uh, grew up in Utah and actually Highland High School where this takes place was in like my um sports district like they have like mini districts um like kind of like leagues and so Highland was in the sports league of my high school and so we played Highland like all the time
0: I didn't even know where Highland was until I moved down to Provo
1: <laughs> Actually Highland High School is not in Highland Utah it's in Salt Lake
0: What Highland yeah. High School is not in Highland. Yeah. What? <laughs>
1: Why? <laughs> what the heck?
0: Okay, I'm going to so, look up how far away is Highland from Highland.
1: Yeah. So Highland High School is in Salt Lake. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm looking up on the map. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So um, it's like 30 miles, 20 or 30 miles away. Jeez. Yeah, it's like on
1: the edge of House Park. Um,
0: well... Okay, so I didn't even know that... I was just saying, like, I didn't even know where Highland was until I moved to Provo. And I didn't even know that Highland High School wasn't in Highland, Utah, until just barely.
1: Yeah. Um, now so you're going to tell me that well, East
0: High School isn't in East City.
1: Well, babe, you've got another <laughs> thing coming. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I love... Uh, Forever Strong's good. Um, kicking and Screaming. Another sports movie that I've tried to get you to watch so many times. I love that movie. I think that's
0: the... That movie has holds the record for number of times you've tried to turn it on that I fell asleep.
1: It's either that one or School of Rock.
0: Yeah. Um, but Kicking and Screaming was... During the time that I was first working at UPS and just really struggling with the sleep schedule. So I was just really exhausted by like eight or nine o'clock at night. And so when we try to turn a movie on, on the weekends at like 10 or 11, there's no chance I was making it through that movie.
1: So that one is a Will Ferrell movie and you would love it.
0: I'm sure I would. If we ever got around to (laughs) actually watching it again,
1: we will that one and like, uh, that one in School of Rock are like the two that I need you to watch with me next.
0: I'm going to try to turn plug my um, laptop in before it dies.
1: Listen, it okay, was I'm gonna have
0: to uh, uh, disconnect my camera though.
1: Okay. Nothing him was dark gray all Missing him was like trying to feel somebody never met. him was red.
0: Wait, can you? Okay, can you still hear me? Yeah, for some reason, when I unplugged the camera USB, it muted my microphone on the Skype call. And when it muted my microphone on the Skype call, it also muted the microphone on Audacity. So it's just weird. I unplugged it, and all of a sudden, my microphone stopped working. But luckily, I think it didn't stop recording or anything. So
1: gotcha. Okay. Um, on a list of other sports movies, I like um, Cool Runnings that's a good one which i think you showed to me oh yeah i think um
0: i think that's uh on the docket for movies we might want to talk about on the podcast
1: um i don't know if the sandlot counts but uh do you like the sandlot
0: sandlot totally counts
1: okay cool the sandlot
0: i mean i you play ball like a girl i feel like is even more of a legendary quote than there's no crying in baseball
1: yeah that's true that's very true Ooh, okay. Peanut Butter Falcon. That was a good one. I think that one came out a couple years ago, but that that was a good sports movie.
0: That was about sports? I thought that was about, like, fighter pilots.
1: About a... did wrestling.
0: Sorry, I couldn't hear any of that last part.
1: It was really good. Oh, it was about a Down Syndrome boy that did wrestling.
0: Oh, really? I don't know why I thought it was about, like, the Air Force. Yeah, it was really
1: good. No,
0: was there a different movie that came out at that around that time that was about the air force?
1: May I don't think so. It was like twenty nineteen. Huh. Mm. Blades of Glory, another solid one. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, I like sports movies.
0: It's interesting. Well, I mean, you are definitely a more sporty person than, than I am. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately for you,
1: why is that unfortunate for Just, me?
0: It's funny because I we've talked about this before, but like you never would have you're you never would have thought that you would be more into sports than your future husband would be.
1: Yeah, that's true. I am though. I don't know. It, the thing is, it's not like you're not into sports though.
0: That's true. Like I was never into watching sp- sports, keeping up with professional sports, attending sports games. Um, but I always loved playing them. I mean, w- we have a whole episode on <laughs> sports. Uh, so our mm-hmm. listeners can go check that out to hear uh, all of the ins and outs of sports in in our marriage <laughs> um and, but i am getting like more and more into it like like i just bought the nba league pass to watch uh the jazz games uh during the season cuz in the past all we've done is we've watched the jazz in the playoffs but i'm actually i bought the pass so i could watch the games during the the main season too
1: yeah they're doing surprisingly well this year
0: <laughs> well they were until i bought the pass <laughs> <laughs> and then they lost oh, like so, three so games you in cursed a row. It. Yeah, it's definitely my fault. Like it's interesting that they um they traded away all of their like major players and for future like first round picks in the draft. I'm not really sure how it works, but like they're supposed to be like rebuilding their team and have like the best like picks and stuff like through 2029 or something. So they were like everyone was expecting the Jazz to just be really bad like bottom of the league for the next couple of years but then they came out swinging and were uh they were ranked first in the west for a couple weeks and just blowing everyone's expectations and then i was like oh wow they seem like a really fun team to watch and then i started watching their games and then they just lost like three in a row so
1: well babe time to cancel your subscription
0: yeah might as well
1: (laughs) yeah you've gotten I've never really been into watching basketball which is like surprising because basketball is like the only professional team besides soccer that Salt Lake really has yeah (laughs) but uh yeah and you've definitely gotten into it like way more than I ever have I think like I probably wouldn't have paid much attention in the playoffs um a couple like a while ago if you hadn't kind of gotten
0: us into it i think the other reason i was into it was because i had been listening to a basketball podcast that's barely about basketball and
1: oh yeah (laughs) they
0: mentioned at the end like going into the playoffs how the like someone asked like how does the seating system work um for like the bracket and they said like oh this year jazz is like first seat in the playoffs and i was like what and i looked it up and i was like oh yeah the jazz have like the best record for the whole season so they're like team number one and I was like wow and I I was really excited because I had heard or like growing up in Utah you hear about the the 97-98 Jazz Bulls championship games like back-to-back years and they were like led by like John Stockton Carl Malone and they lost in the finals so like since then I don't think we've ever been back to the finals and we've definitely never won a championship so I thought like wow the Jazz might actually have a chance to like make it far this year which they didn't but so i was just like this might be a good year to actually watch the playoffs and it was fun like the first two series in the playoffs that year but
1: yeah yeah we might have to wait a couple more years for them to get good yeah again
0: um but i think i just since then I've really enjoyed watching basketball because it's so fast-paced. Like I love playing baseball, but even going to baseball games in person, it's very slow-burning. Especially when it's like three up, three down, three up, three down for like eight innings in a row. Yeah, but at the same time, I get
1: that. But um, like, oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna
0: say at the same time, the amount of like um goals that are being scored in basketball, where it's like every game is, like, more than 100 points, sometimes just, like, the amount of scoring that's happening makes it kind of boring also. Like, if it's a really, like, neck-and-neck game and there's, like, high stakes, it's, like, not as boring. But, like, it just seems a little bit like less like a competition when it's just everyone's just taking turns scoring, like, over and over and over again. It seems like there's not a lot of defense happening.
1: Yeah. I've always said that, like, baseball is, like, the smart man's game because... You have to have like the patience and like really what makes baseball interesting is like knowing the stats and the strategy and like what's going on behind the pitches, you know? Right. Because you're right. If you're just watching it, it is kind of boring. But like, if you know kind of the tension that's going on behind, like on the field, it's a lot more interesting to watch.
0: I just think it's funny. I was, I'm like, I've never really liked watching baseball and you're like well that's because baseball's the smart man's game
1: <laughs> you know what josh if the shoe fits so
0: that's that's twice that you've used that phrase to cement an insult <laughs> on, just in this episode
1: <laughs> yep
0: oh my gosh we should play a drinking game not like play a drinking game but like have like the listeners play a drinking game where they like Take a drink every time that Sid bullies me on the podcast. <laughs>
1: um, I think we want to promote healthy alcohol consumption, healthy and responsible alcohol consumption. And I don't know if that would do that.
0: Right. I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything responsible about Sid bullying me and drinking alcohol like <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the same sentence.
1: You might give yourself alcohol poisoning. Well, sweetheart, it is getting pretty late here and I have to wake up early to catch the train home.
0: Well, I have bad news. I never hit record, so I think we're going to have please, to start over.
1: Please tell me you're joking.
0: If the shoe fits, it, I, it doesn't work as good I, on my i to
1: smack you when I get home. You can
0: smack me through the phone screen.
1: Yes, and then again when I get home.
0: Okay. When are you getting home?
1: Well, that depends. Probably after class tomorrow.
0: Okay. Cuz um, I'm going to come
1: in. Well, wait, wait, wait. When do you work tomorrow? 12:15. So you might have time to run me from the front runner station to school?
0: Uh it depends on what time you come in on the front runner.
1: Well, I have to come in before 11 cuz I'm participating in a marketing study.
0: How long is the marketing study going to last?
1: An hour, but it's at school. So you have to I have to be at school by 11. Oh, then yeah. It's just like a they have like a marketing lab on campus. Um and for, like, the business school students to participate in for extra credit. And since I've missed a lot of quizzes in my classes, I need the extra credit.
0: Okay, I think it's your turn to uh, close things out.
1: Okay, let me uh, pull up some notes. I kind of have to pee. Um, You know, I am not finding the ending in my notes. I might need you to send it to me again. Okay. Sorry, babe. Normally, I have it, like, saved in my notes, and for some reason, it's not there.
0: You could always just, like, go find the emails that I send them to you, and then just re-look at them.
1: Um, I might have deleted the emails, to be honest. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah, I definitely deleted them. Sorry, I like to have a clean email box.
0: So you, you delete emails to clean them out? Yeah. That is interesting.
1: Why is that interesting? I feel like that's a pretty normal thing to do. I just like if I don't need I just mark the them. Email I just
0: mark them as red, and it cleans it out. But like, it doesn't delete it.
1: I delete them as soon as I like don't need the information anymore. And I thought I didn't need the information anymore because I had it saved in my notes. But apparently, I don't.
0: Well, you're a weirdo.
1: I feel like that's a normal thing to do. Listeners, write in and tell us: Do you delete your emails to clean them out?
0: Why would you? Why would you? Sp-
1: <laughs> you're alarming me right now. I. W- <laughs> I I don't know
0: why I I think it's such a big deal, but why would you delete an email if you don't need it anymore? It's like, if you don't need it anymore, you just leave it alone, you know?
1: And it just sits in your inbox forever?
0: So, wait, do you you try to have an empty
1: inbox? I mean, not empty, but I try to, like, pare it down to, like, only the stuff I need.
0: Well, you can like mark important the stuff that you need and it separates it, you know, or like you can separate it by categories, but to just delete okay, the everything. Why would
1: I mark it as important if I can delete it?
0: So like, that things like this don't 50, ha- happen.
1: I get 50 emails a day from canvas. I'm not going to keep all of them.
0: Yeah. So like things like that, but it's like, Oh my gosh. But it's like, Babe. it's not doing you any harm to just sit in the background of your inbox. Right. Cause it's, I to mean, sort it through does, it you just like search through
1: it does take up some storage space S-
0: storage space on the internet
1: on my google drive like my where i keep all my photos and stuff
0: are you like backing up your inbox somewhere
1: no your inbox storage the the storage cuz your your inbox has to be stored somewhere like it's not, it takes up storage space and it takes up like your Google storage space that like your photos and your drive goes to.
0: I have never experienced that, and I've never deleted anything from my Gmail.
1: Okay, I don't understand your aversion to deleting emails.
0: I don't delete emails, period.
1: Right. I don't understand your aversion to deleting them.
0: I, so they come in on my inbox, and they're like highlighted and bold when they're uh, not read, and they, sh- on the l- side, the, there's a kind of a pop-up where it says inbox that says how many unread messages there are. And I try to keep that number at zero. And then I try to okay. keep like all of the things that come in, I like mark them as red. And when I mark them as red, then they're not highlighted anymore. And when they're not highlighted anymore, then it's like they're not there. But it, they're, not they're still like a They're
1: still there. Yeah, they're
0: still there, but there's like a backlog of them, but they're not immediately, you know, front and center. And so-, okay, so-
1: you could just go into your Gmail and have like two thousand emails right now.
0: I there's like a million, like oh backlog, like through the years.
1: I can't even with you right now. But like it doesn't. I have if I'm. I have three hundred total, total, because I delete mine and clean it out.
0: That's just way too much work. Because if I, it's, it's not doing really me. Not. It's not doing me any harm to have a backlog of like useless emails. Because if I need to find a useful email, I just search for the person that sent it to me, or I just search for the keywords and it pulls it up.
1: It's just so cluttered. I I don't understand you.
0: I feel like this is like probably the most decisive evidence that you might not have ADHD. Like when you because go like talk to your my When you when you go to see a psychiatrist like there's going to be like things that you like talk about him for, but like this is like damning <laughs>
1: Okay, well, my Just psychiatrist kidding. is a woman, so check your misogyny at the door. Oh my gosh.
0: Please. i I'm man. Of all podcast episodes to make that mistake on, this was not the one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm sorry.
1: Maybe. We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Thanks for participating. I've been Sydney, and this has been, and he's been Josh. Once again, thank you for listening. Our Instagrams are at Josh underscore is underscore rich and at dipyourchicken. You can find our podcast on Instagram at TFP underscore pod, which is also our TikTok, or you can find us at TFP underscore show on Twitter. You can also support the show by ordering some podcast merch. The link is to our tea public store is in the show notes. Please send us a uh, email at participating.podcast at gmail.com And also rate and review us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts slash Spotify. The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. Music is by Mitch Fry at Firefry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. It really does mean a lot to us. And we hope that you've enjoyed our show. And as always, thanks for participating.
0: Thanks for not playing ball like a girl.